Alrighty, civil procedure. Two days to cover today, but the first day, uh, actually both days, we focused on general personal jurisdiction. Did we? No, the first day we only focused on specific. We finished up our discussion on Ford Motor Co., but I've talked about Ford Motor Co. in previous um, episodes. Let me just sum it up in case if I missed it, and that way it's at least there. What happened here is that there was an accident from another state where the cars were purchased. Ford has its offices in Michigan. This uh, plaintiff here was uh, from Minnesota and I believe North Dakota. Anyways, there were two accidents that occurred, and the court found that there was specific personal jurisdiction in this case because the claim was related to the conduct of the defendant enough to say that there was jurisdiction here. And that is because the injury and the claim occurred in the forum state, the claim was related to the conduct of the defendant because they were doing all these things. The defendant was selling like vehicles. They were selling uh, and servicing these vehicles, all those kind of things. They were advertising and targeting those states. Okay, but that wasn't the main topic of that. Finishing off specific personal jurisdiction at last is the internet and how we handle the internet. Here we have a case called Burdick v. Superior Court. And this is the case about Facebook defamation. In this case, Burdick worked for a company, consulted for a company. He was in Illinois, where he was, I guess, matters, but for the sake of our discussion, not too much. It just is important to note that he's not in California because there were some people in California who were questioning the science of this company. And so Burdick said some negative things about them on Facebook, and then he later took it down, um, knowing that it was actually going to have an effect on the people in California. However, the court found that being aware of a tort effect in a foreign state in a forum state is not good enough to establish specific personal jurisdiction. There must also be some conduct on the defendant that is expressly aimed or targeted towards the forum state. Here, even though the Facebook post could have been seen everywhere, none of it was actually directed at California. And we see that this is different from other cases that we've talked about where, uh, for example, people reached out to California residents to gather information, conducted interviews, and that was found to be specific personal jurisdiction. But here it wasn't because it wasn't targeted specifically enough to California. We also have a Zippo test here. And it's a sliding scale, and the courts have actually refused to use the sliding scale as much. But there are times when it can be used. And that is, for example, let's say there's an active website where you go onto the website and you sell products or, or purchase products and they come to you. That's an active website. 
and specific personal jurisdiction can be found in those instances. However, if there's a passive website, which is only for viewing purposes only, um, and that means people can go on to those websites and comment, but they're not going to be receiving any products shipped to their place, those will probably not have specific personal jurisdiction. So big takeaway from Burdick is that comments made on Facebook is not sufficient to establish specific personal jurisdiction. There also needs to be conduct directed expressly towards the foreign state. And that could be shown if he had enough Facebook friends in California and all those kind of things. Uh, and then the second thing is active websites will have specific personal jurisdiction while passive websites likely will not. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials. And the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice. And with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.